Hi there, welcome to the KayaCast. Today we are joined by a really, really special guest uh, with a myriad of involvencies in everything that has to do with, I think, hosting, podcasting, radio, sports. So he's a KFM radio presenter, the host of the Total Sports uh, Soccer Corner, co-host of probably the podcast with the best custom intro I've ever listened to for football and friends. Um, however, I've noted that he is considering a career change to a dartboard maker, <laughs> dartboards with the face of Timo Werner, as this man is also an avid Real Madrid supporter, and that's, you know, it's part of the course for, you know, that's, that's, that's sport. But everybody, please welcome Mr. Mitch Matiana. Come on. Welcome <laughs> to the <laughs> show, man. Yeah. First of all, set up. Love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, nice and, yeah, nice and cool, man. Yeah, yeah we, this is the... Today is the first time using the setup because we've shifted things around, which is fun. It's yeah. nice, you know, a little change of uh, change of uh, scenery to to keep things fresh. It's a little bit nicer. Actually, I definitely prefer it as a conversational way of doing things. Mm. My yeah. neck feels much better. Yeah, yeah. with the like L-shaped one, your neck just ends up yeah, stuck. That was yeah. unpleasant. So this is definitely and there's the, a bit more space. More the nice light. thing is as well is like is like. You know, you were sitting on opposite ends. Come on, look at this. Equality. Yelling. Yelling at people. Uh, like yeah, that's true. My throat was... That's true. And and thank you thank you for being here. Thanks, man. Um, Thanks yeah. for experiencing a new setup. Do you know what, Dave? Coming here, I was like, I was freaking out because I was like, I don't do like interviews slash being on the other side of the mic. Oh, so yeah. coming here, I was like, this is crazy because... Like, this is not what I'm used to. So I'm like, mm. sitting there, I'm like, what do I do? Like, what if this happens? And what if that happens? So yeah, this is all new to me. Man. You're here for us to... And I think that's what I really like about... I really like bringing people on who are usually on the other side of the mic or usually yeah. doing the other thing because they've got really interesting stories that I think often if you're doing the interviewing or you're doing the hosting, you don't have that much time to get into those things yourself it's which true. i think is really interesting it's like the thing is we have to i think look when when it comes to you know interviews and stuff you always try your best to make it a conversation but you also have to think of like you know separating yourself from the conversation mm. that's happening and actually get the information out of the person that you're asking the questions to mm. so most of the time people are like oh that was a nice conversation but the objective is for you as a listener to hear what that person's points are and for me just to be that media so it's mm. like so i'm so used to that so when people ask me for my points i'm like oh, but, but, but how are you doing yeah. Yeah. that's me all the time it's weird do well, you have a like obviously when people are coming onto radio onto kfm and they're promoting often it's something that they're promoting yeah right? like, part of the media cycle and everything do you have like a bullet point list of things that you Normally, I don't want to say need to hit, but would like to hit in those interviews. Like, Look, with, with most of those things, like, so we have, like, our producers that will come on board yeah. that do most of the research. And, I mean, we do our fair share. But, obviously, there's always an ob objective with every single promotion or interview and mm. stuff. And I think that's key as well. So you can direct the conversation mm. to a specific place. So, for me, I always, you know, the producer will come up with the script of, like, okay, cool. Maybe ask this, take it there, take it there. For me, it's that structure. How does it fit? to me because mm. how the producer would produce the show is kind of from their own pov 
So it's like for my one, how do I take these questions and make it into my own style mm. and also just achieve the same objective at the end of the day? So I do more research. So then I just change the questions around, place it at a certain point, because I know that's the feel of the conversation where people will be at that point. And yeah, that's yeah. what I do. One I mean, of... Do you want you go you go I'll do the next I, one. I was just remarking. I mean that already puts you class above us because we, we come in quite unprepared, just willing to take it. Yeah. No, but that's <laughs> but that's that's the cool thing though, because look, I come from like the whole straight radio background yeah. of how to do things. And with the unprepared stuff, it's also amazing because there's beauty in that, because you get some s- genuine moments yeah. where that you weren't expecting so sometimes like and i can say it there, there are some you know old school presenters or even new school presenters that have that fake laugh but you won't know it's a fake laugh because you're so used to hearing it yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. so you hear that laugh you're like oh no they're laughing they find it funny <laughs> meanwhile when you meet that person and then they genuinely laughing yeah you're like what that's that's true you're like that is not your radio laugh exactly, <laughs> exactly. so it's like when you come with this unprepared and the mm. vibes and you catch these beautiful gems within the conversation mm. and then you hear the belly laugh and as a listener i'm like yo they didn't prepare that but that was hilarious and yeah. now i'm laughing too i'm catching myself laughing so that's that's the beauty in it mm. and i think that actually segues beautifully into what my question was going to be anyways which is you, um, I feel, are quite unique, particularly in the in the radio space, in that you host a radio show, but you also do host a podcast, and so you have we co-host a podcast, and you do have uh, insight into those two worlds. You know, radio, which is one of the most traditional, it's one of the oldest media formats in in human, you know, broadcast history, um, and then you have podcasts, which live almost exclusively digitally, and are this very new, particularly in South Africa, very new market. And they do very different things. And we had we had Utah on in, on one of our first Utah Manus was yeah, one of the first episodes. Shout out to Utah. And we were chatting about like radio and podcasting and what are the differences and, and, and where do they play. And I think for me it's always radio interviews seem to be because it's like you're fitting into this tight slot yeah. and they have a very specific objective. Mm. You know, if it's a musician, they're coming here because they have a single out mm. and they are talking about it and you either have the exclusive or it's a you know exclusive interview. Yeah. But there's a very particular and and because of the nature of that it has to be so focused that what I like about the the unpreparedness of it, because it's not that we're going into this not knowing who you are and what you've done. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we're going into it with the context, but it's going into it because I'm more interested in who you are as a person instead of who you are as the top three lines on your CV, yeah. which is because that's where the depth comes in. And that, as you said, that's where those real moments of belly laughs and yeah. all like people crying, you know, like we've had people come in on the podcast and it gets emotional and you end up crying and, that's where the depth of the and and where I think podcasts get to fill a space of we can, you can really get to into a person yeah. and 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 get a much better understanding of who they are beyond like I said like the top three lines of the CV. Um, do you think? Yeah, I mean, do you feel that when you're doing those radio interviews, you get to touch on the things that you're most interested in, or or? Yeah, or not? Is it, I think, what's it like for I you? I think you... Look, I, I think it's a blessing and a curse to be in both mediums. Mm. And especially when it comes to touching certain topics and, you know, getting the, the, the essence of the individual you're interviewing. I think the one thing that, that radio does help is that you remove all the rubbish. Mm. Mm. So all the other things of, like, you know, talking around the bush or you're very direct. Yeah. And I think with podcasting, like sometimes that I have an issue with is that 
people always have this whole thing of like, you know, you watch the big podcast and you say, you know, I can say whatever I want. I don't care. And that's that's all good and well, mm. but delivery is so key. Yeah. And getting your audience. Yeah. So you can have crazy numbers, right? But how many, you know, of those people that are there are actually there for you? Because maybe you just booking like all these cool like artists and stuff and they're there for the artists. Yeah. So it's like you have to find that middle ground. And especially when it comes to, you know, asking the like the, the questions, you have to make sure that, you know, you remove all the clutter around mm. and you be direct. And that's the cool training that radio mm. has. And then with podcasting, obviously those beautiful moments of like, you know, just someone crying and mm. actually sharing yeah. is it's more for the for the artist that's there because they don't get the opportunity because yeah. of radio. They're trying to sell something yeah. at, at yeah. times. And now it's like, I'm selling something, but you get to know me as well. Mm. And you can create more context around mm. what you're saying mm. and stuff, yeah. which is great. But at the same time, there's certain things that you don't have to say. Mm. And podcast has a lot of that. Yeah. Like if you're being honest, there's yeah. so many of those things where it's like, come on, Doug. Like, okay, cool. Is that where the conversation is going? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. really okay. Yeah. I noticed um, watching your po podcast, Football and Friends in the studio, I noticed you're very much the the guy that kind of like brings the topic back when people tend to, yeah. to wander off and come with you. are like, okay, no guys, we're talking about this. Not Obviously not in that yeah, direct yeah. way, <laughs> but you always segue back into yeah. um, the main topic. Uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on, obviously, um, yourself being in radio is radio voices. <laughs> so, like, um, your voice right now, I mean, I don't know if, you, if you're putting it, uh, putting it on, but it sounds very much like it's like very well-suited for radio. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's just your voice or if it's just something that's been ingrained, into, been ingrained into you over a while. But like, oh, yeah, what's like, the combination yeah. of nature and nurture that goes into it? Oh, this is, yeah. this, I like this, I like this. So like when it comes to, when I started radio, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. Um, and I, I, based on everything that I listened to, and at that time, I used to listen to a lot of good hope. And when you listen to a lot of the, the big music stations, especially hip hop stations, they have, a, they have this thing that they do. Yeah. And I was doing it so often, like mm. on my show. So basically, I'd say, bah, bah, bah. No, I'm joking. I would, it would basically be like, <laughs> Welcome to the show. And then it would be like, Welcome to the show. Okay. No, <laughs> Yo, right. it's Mitch. Like, you know, it's like, you don't talk like that, bro. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. So it's like, as presenters, especially old school presenters, trying to get, you know, that like, that perfect balance of like being yourself, but also creating this character that you created on air. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite, it's quite tough for them because a lot of people detach themselves from radio, you know, and it's like a whole new character, a whole different person. But, and that happens with the radio voice. So like most of the people that you'll meet, especially the older generation of presenters, they don't sound like that, bro. I'll no, tell you right now, bro. I've met a few in person. They don't, you're like, yo, why? Like, why? There's hey, no yo. need. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, like, is this no you? It sounds like a different person. You see, yeah. where now, like, there's this new age, like, of listening all to these, like, up-and-coming radio presenters that are, like, so solid in what they do. They sound exactly the same. And they're pushing their personality. Mm. And now it's more like, it's about storytelling now. Because that's the one thing I get drilled on. Like, especially so we have, like, our air checks at least, like, two or three a month. Air check. What's an air check? So air check is basically you listen back to your show with your manager. Okay. Oh, okay. So a couple of your links and stuff, yeah. and I get that. So my big thing is the storytelling. Look, it's as much as you, you being yourself, right? So how you'll tell a story to your friend will be basically, so we sat on the couch. 
which is fine. Mm, mm. But at the same time, you have to remember that now you're on radio, you need to create an audio experience. So like, I was sitting on this lovely leather couch. It was hot. Painting experience. Yeah. Oh, wait, like a visual. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like things like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. makes a message. Of, but it's still you though. Mm. You're just painting that picture a little yeah. bit. So that's, that's the whole thing with radio voices. And just, it's, it's more the older guys that, and, and plus like, you know, some of us who grew up on those older guys, we also pick up those traits as well. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Never mind. <laughs> Is that a brain fart? Yeah. It's okay, Dory. It, it happens. Um, who, I'm going to get into my favorite radio question quickly, unless okay. you want to jump in. No, no, no. With no, 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 no. Um, getting on to radio yeah. and particularly commercial radio, I'm switching the shift and, and going artists and, and, and what radio does for the, the music industry in particular. And I think it's, I mean, radio plays a critical role in, in whatever music industry it, 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 it is in. Um, but having worked in the music industry and, and with musicians, Getting onto radio is always, it's one of those, like, you know, yeah. almost unattainable gold stars yeah. that is just, you know, it's, it's, will you ever get there? You don't know. Um, but, and, and particularly for most artists that don't either fit, you know, whatever the biggest genres in the country are or get, you know, are pop songs that can get played on, on top 40 radio kind of stations. What do you think the responsibility of, particularly the major radio stations is in tr trying to put on as varied a, a audience or a, a musical lineup as possible. And what do you think artists need to be doing? Uh, or, yeah. Is it the responsibility of radio to, to cater to as many genres as, as possible? Is it the responsibility of hosts um, what role do you think radio needs to play, I think, going forward in particular in, in putting on more local artists? Because I think for me, it's always been we have this massive wealth yeah. of talent yeah. musically in this country in so many different, but musically in this country. And it's so hard for most of those people to get exposure through the radio. I think, look, radio is an amplifier. That's That's the first and foremost, like, radio is just there to literally amplify the sound and there's a lot of talents um that i have seen personally and i think you also have to remember that most stations they have their own you know sound mm. so it's all good and well for you to have be an indie band but you can't go to a hip-hop station and be yeah. like yo come on play my music or yeah. if you're surrounded by by you know hip-hop artists or hip-hop stations mm. you can't be like oh they're not playing my music mm. so it's, it's kind of like, as a musician, I think the best advice I could give is that do it on your own, man. <laughs> like, it's, I know it's, it sounds, it sounds yeah. very easy and mm, it's a blank mm. statement to say that, but the way social media works, like perfect example, Will, you guys had Will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember with Will, he posted a TikTok of him, I'll never forget, him sitting in his car playing his first song. Mm, mm. And when I heard it, I said, yo, this is this is a hit. This kid's so first thing I said, I was like, this is a hit. And chances are I was more focused and dialed into my phone than at times I'll be dialed into a radio. Yeah. Because yeah. most of the time you're driving, stuck in traffic. Yes, I, you I pick up certain things. Like that's the only time you really listen to the radio. Yeah, like I was yeah. And, so I was, I was I was dialing, I was dialed into my phone. I was on mm. TikTok, bro. So I'm like scrolling. Cool. As soon as I heard those first couple of chords and him singing, I was like, this is a hit record. What he did so well was that he pushed it socially. Mm. 
Mm. And he and he pushed it himself. At times we have, especially not all local artists, mm. I say most of them have this reliance on traditional media. And even other people outside of, of, of uh, music that have the strong reliance on traditional media. Bro, we are in 2022. It's 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 quite you have to change your mindset. Yes, we are there to amplify as a DJ. Yo, yeah. I like listening to new music. Yeah. I like it when people send email me music and I hear it, I'm like, yo, that's cool. I can push that there, I can place that there. It's it's amazing. But at the same time, you have to rely on yourself, not traditional media. Yeah. So go to TikTok, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, because those are the platforms that's yeah. gonna push it and radio is gonna amplify that yeah. which goes back to what i said in the beginning because for for most of us think about like you think about your your radio stations that you hear in cape town imagine how much music they get on a daily basis like and then at the same time you have to find that song well those songs and fit it to your station sound mm. and most of the time those don't fit and at the same time most stations also send out, you know, we'll have their surveys, we'll have, you know, their, their, their group discussions and speak to people. And most of those people, what they consume, it's obviously the commercial stuff overseas, the UK. Yeah. So that obviously gets played into it and filled into it. Yeah. So when it comes to the local scene, a lot of, you know, your average person does not know what's happening locally. But then you get a TikTok, you get a world mm, in me, yeah. you get Amapiano, mm. which just takes off mm. because of social media. Mm. So it's like, I think that should be your focus. And yes, try to get into traditional mm. media, but at the same time, do not neglect mm. your socials. Yeah. yeah. That is, oh, that is so key, bro. That's my, that's my only regret, <laughs> you know, because um, I don't know if you know this, Mitch, but I, I used to be in a band, right? And. <laughs> like moderate you know local success and stuff yeah. like that but we 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 started gaining traction like we only started gaining like local support local traction radio plays before tiktok was a thing and then covid hit and then like i think the boom of tiktok naturally just exploded with yeah. covid and people just being bored mm. at home mm. and at that point like at the time, I wasn't a content creator. Mm. Oh, fuck, <laughs> now I am. Yeah. You know? But it's, it's, it's just like a counterpoint of like making those radio plays for us then when we didn't have the same leverage, mm. you know, as, yeah. as, as the younger entrance to the market. Yeah. But another thing I also want to add to that is also, you know, the, the radio sound is, is each, each radio station has its own sound. But in doing that and in like, you know, a radio station's got to make money somehow. Yeah. Right? And with ad plays and stuff. So my, my perfect example, and it's it's so beautifully emulated in the scene as well, is um, Campus campus Radio, Tux FM, right? Up north in Pretoria. That was a rock and roll station for 20 to 30 years, right? And then they switched it up. Why? Because they went, they stopped gaining, so they stopped getting like the Campus Radio Awards and everything. Yeah. And then they're like, we got to change something. Yeah. And then they changed up this, this studio sound mm. and make it a little bit more widely acceptable. But then, yeah. <laughs> no, let's just quickly do it. It's fine. We'll take it all away. Do you have water there? Ooh, oh, okay. Get some water, please. Yo, we are boiling. Woo! I love this. Fuck it. Continued around. Oh, 
So, yeah, so TexFM, like, that was a rock and roll station. Now it's moved because it required a bit of a larger appeal because, you know, listenership was dropping. Yeah. But, and you can see how that shaped the music. Like, I'll take, for example, just, like, François van Kook, right? Shout out to François van Kook, man. From... Polisikar, oh, it's just a podcast, I can swear. Fuck off Polisikar <laughs> and Van Gogh Hotel, right? He's moved into his solo stuff now, which is a little bit more widely accessible. It's a little bit more, I want to say, user-friendly yeah. because, you know, the the audience and the way to get it, you know, the, I don't want to say like a radio station, but that inherently has disappeared. Like rock radio is, you know, close to non-existent nowadays. <clears throat> So now you can see the artists shifting their approach. Mm. And yeah, like, do you think that artists should shift their approach for that, 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 that amplifier, you know? Because with all love and respect, like Will writes radio-friendly music. Yeah. Mm. So do you, do you feel that artists should, not necessarily should, but shift their focus to get that wider or should engaged. it be a consideration maybe should not like shift the focus like yeah. how much should artists be trying to sound be have a sound that's radio sound friendly. friendly so let's let's do this okay to answer that i want to ask you guys here in this room yeah i'm like what genres of music do you listen to you started start with jared and we'll work electronic around. music mostly techno. mostly electronic yeah mm. techno um a fairly varied, but rock is like what I love listening to. Rock, jazz, um, some hip hop, if it's good. I'm fairly, but like rock is, rock is what I think is missing from radio that I'd like to hear more of. If All that's right. a better way one of putting more question, it. One more question. What's that one song that people sitting in this room won't expect, that, won't expect you to love? Sure. Well, while we're at it, Dury, answer what would your what are your genres so I can think about that. Mine, uh, example, mine, yeah. Natasha Bedingfield, Unwritten. Oh, I think I it's the, the, the best one of the most made. beautiful songs love of all time. Um, genres I like, obviously rock, alternative. <laughs> like that's at its core. But like I listen to a lot. I listen to heavy metal, hip hop. I listen to like <laughs> rap. Like I listen to jazz. Yeah, you know, just, mm. just, just, like, the wide array and stuff. I listen to some country, dude. Fuck it. All those people Good. who say, I listen to everything except heavy metal and country, I am that person. Yeah, <laughs> and widen your worldview. Listen to some heavy yeah. metal and country. It'll do you good. Okay, now to f- yes. flip all of that, yes. right? We heard What's different genres yes. here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now as a musician, you have your own flavor, you have your own thing that mm. you do, all right? But where music is right now, it's a blend of different genres. Mm. So you need to be able to adapt. Yeah. We're not saying change your style yeah. Yeah. of how you do music. Mm-hmm. If you do rock music, yeah. cool. 21 Savage, Post Malone, Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What are some of the chords in there? Yeah. There's some rock chords in there. Am I yeah, right? It's fucking right? a lot of... But also, pop, it, it could be classified yeah. as a pop, a pop, yeah. pop song, yeah. not just hip-hop. Yeah. So it's like you need to be able to adapt, but keep your flavor. Your style is so key. Mm. Mm. But you have to be able to adapt to the market yeah. and you will be played. Yeah. That's that's just my that's my from yeah. my mm. bro, point of view. Just getting with the times. So yeah, you can you can yeah. stick with rock, bro. You can do your you can scream, you can do whatever. Yeah. But it's how you do it, yeah. where you do it, yeah. how you blend it into what everyone's listening to mm. right now. Yeah. And that's how things, you know, mm. blow up. Yeah. My one thing I'm really stoked for is there's a if there's a gigantic right right now in America, there's a gigantic revival of pop 
hunk. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And South yeah. Africa's normally five to ten years behind. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm keen for five to ten 2028, years. Twenty twenty eight, we're getting in South Africa. Right? And I mean and I, I, yeah, I think one thing that's cool is that with the internet and I think it's something we were talking about, social media and with this yeah. kind of media and everything is we're getting I think the the movement away from the overwhelming influence of traditional media and the the increasing influence of digital media is that that timeline's shortening, eh? The yeah. like cultural whatever, and we're not as culturally we were super tied to what happened. Media it was what happened in the mm. U.S. Would then over the next five to ten years, you know, filter through, yeah. and uh, and I think we're moving away from as much U.S. influence, which is great because fucking enough of that, <laughs> and we're that timeline is shortening because yeah. we now are using A the lot. same mediums at the same time at, yeah. with the same technology and the same insight. And so that I think is also, again, to back up your point on like move away from worrying about radio as much. Exactly. Like, like, yes, radio can play a huge role and does play a huge role. And it's super important to acknowledge that. And if you can get there, great. But, you know, like, I like what you said. It's like your sound is what's, the most important and your yeah. sound is you what you want to make the music yeah. you want to make is what's going to connect to an audience not trying to make something sound like like if you make music to your sound there's a chance you'll never get played on radio exactly. but i am of the opinion right and there might be i need a caveat that i'm of the opinion that if you try to make music to make it on radio and that is the goal you are trying to make music that is radio you know you might land it once or twice, but that is never going to be a sustainable thing out, for you man. because you will get, out. yeah, you'll get exposed. You know. it's, it's how it is. Like, <clears throat> that's the thing. Like, I've seen, I've had friends who are musicians hmm. and they had like a beautiful sound and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Then they're like, oh, but it's not for radio. And I'm like, keep your sound, but adapt. Yeah. When it comes to adapting, you develop new abilities. <laughs> you mm. know, like work with someone that you won't work with. Yeah, like producer. hear a different sound. Mm. Hear those tribal beats. Mm. Hear those electric, you know, hard bass eight oh eights. Like listen to that mm. and incorporate it into your thing because yeah. that's how you stand out. Mm. That's how you become unique. Mm. Yeah, mm. and uh, yeah, it's 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 the part. It's the acknowledgement. Like, what are people listening to? What are people interested in? How do you you know you have to cater to an audience? You know, these two successfully make money in the music yeah. industry. You have to cater to an audience. Don't completely capitulate to the most basic, you know, lowest common denominator of what everyone listens to, because that's just gonna make you, like you said, you're gonna fade. Yeah. You know, no one will. You you completely indistinguishable from the next guy. There's you know nothing mm -hmm. to set you apart. But you, and it was something I've realized, and almost something I've realized about the way that I look at things, is, and with audiences, like you can't expect audiences. To come to you, yeah, you know, and it it goes to also radio and traditional media at large, and sometimes attitudes within the older people in the traditional media, which is like, well, people must come to us. It's like, no, you have to be aware of where the attention is, yeah. yeah, and like factor that into how you make decisions. Don't let it dictate what you do. Don't make shit because it sounds like what every other pop song sounds like, so you might get on, like. No, that's transparent. People can hear through that very, very easily. I mean, to go on your point, like it goes to that whole old age saying, bolder than they will come. Mm. Bolder yeah. they will come. Meet them halfway. Yeah. They forget yeah. to add that. Yeah. Meet them. Meet them yeah. somewhere. You yeah. can bold something, but meet them. Like at the end of the day, you can bold this house. 
if people on the other side of the the highway mm. don't know about it, mm. you need to go there. Give them mm. flyers. Mm. Yeah. Meet them halfway. Mm. It's so key. Mm. That's how you know you you become. What does it become a success? Because I'm I mean I'm just a, a random guy here mm. talking on a podcast. But I mean it's where you find some beautiful moments of happiness mm. where you can share your art because mm. a lot of people love to share their art. So when you meet people that you have that opportunity to do so, man, it's mm. a beautiful thing mm. to get a, a fresh perspective. You know, you've been doing this for so long. You've been building this thing, putting your blood, sweat, and tears. There's a certain crack that you missed completely. Mm. Now, because you're waiting for them to come, the crack is still there. Mm. When you meet them halfway, you're inviting them. They can see it and be like, yo, that you can change that. You're like, you know what? You're right. It looks even better. Like those, those, those small things make a huge difference. Fuck if that's not a if that's not an Instagram reel, I don't know. Yeah, no, if that's not a clip, if that's I'm not cooking. I'm getting highlight reels Yo, today, listen. boy. My 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 little uh, I'm, I feel like a pastor's kid here. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna write I'm that ready, on the wall. I'm bro. ready, man. I came out with swimming. I, I I would like to steer the, the the ship in a different direction, um, and ask you. But it's it's uh, it's a three part question. Well, it's three questions in one, right? Yeah. A. Who is a favorite person? Who is your favorite person you've interviewed on radio? Ooh. B. Who is the favorite person that you've interviewed on your podcast? And C. Why is it Fabrizio Romano? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, let me answer the radio one. I think the radio one is tight. So the, I think my my very first interview that I ever did on radio was with Barry Hilton. Wild. Remember Yo, Barry, Barry Uncle Barry? Barry Barry was gonna bro. Yeah. The okay. one thing about uh, the one thing about Barry Hilton is he gave me a chance. He's everybody knows him, solid comedian, mm. and he was big at the time. And I was just this kid who was new to radio in a community station in a very small room. Mm. And being as big as he is, he pulled up and gave me one of the most professional interviews and He's up there, and I think also tied in with Mikasa, like interviewing the whole Mikasa team as well, bro. Those guys, again, this was when I was in community station. Like, yeah. you wouldn't think they would come to a community station, bro. They pulled up, bro. They sang. They were they was so cool, man. And I'll hold that near and dear to my heart because, again, I was just a kid starting out. had no idea what I was doing. And to have these big names walk into this building and mm. say, We'll give you a, sh a, a shot. Meant so much to me, bro. Like it could have gone south. Mm. So those, I think, those are the interviews that I really, really enjoyed and look back at it and learned a lot from. And yeah, Fabrizio. It doesn't get better. <laughs> it doesn't get bigger than Fabrizio Romano. Yeah, we go. I think he was also same. You see, it's it's same yeah. theme as 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 the other two, um, the other the other interviews that mm. I, that I've mentioned. He also gave us a chance. Yeah. Fabrizio, the biggest sports journalist, I can say that with chess, the biggest sports journalist in the world says, oh, a little podcast from South Africa. Yeah, sure, let me do it. Mm. Like that is when, when we got the confirmation for the booking, bro, Let's I, go. <laughs> I, wanted to, I told the boys, I was like, gents, we got Fabrizio Here Sunday. Go. They were like, you're lying. They were like, you're lying. I was like, screenshot of the email, send to them. And they're like, nah, 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 this is fake. <laughs> so we all got ready, right? And then I was it wasn't, was it, was it, didn't Callan take the entire interview in his car? Yeah, it was, it was Liam. Oh, so Liam, Liam yeah. was like, because he had like a scheduling conflict, but he didn't want to miss it. It was like his one year anniversary. 
<laughs> Scheduling conflict. And, uh, inconvenient. It eh? was his one. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Emma. Should yeah, let him like, go. Sort out some dates. Come so, on. So they had like a massage kind of couples massage thing booked. Crazy. And it was during the same time. I was like, yo, Liam, we only got 15 minutes with him, bro. What are you going to do? And he's like, don't worry, I'll make a plan. <laughs> cool. So I sent everyone uh, the link to join in the Zoom. So sitting there and then Liam answers the Zoom and I'm like, Bro, are you in your car? He's like, yo, there's nothing else I can do. She's having a massage right now. So we still just goes, sitting there. I, I just told the money to shit. We've got to be quick. <laughs> yeah. So so we sitting there, bro, still skeptical. Like this is not gonna happen. Is he gonna is he gonna rock up? Is he gonna join the Zoom? That's call? literally so I see boom, he uh in the waiting room for Breezio Romano. <laughs> I'm like, this is not happening. <laughs> Clicked, he comes on, he's like, hello guys. I was like it's happening. <laughs> it is, it's, it's, like the four of you just go quiet. Just, it is like this is the biggest interview of my career. Yeah. Like, and it's also on my own personal platform. Like, there was just so many moments, like surreal things hitting me at once. And yeah, like also just the interview that he gave, man, and the insights that he gave. It's he gave us the same respect that he would give a Sky Sports, a BT, like the same energy, like solid information, like. And that's also something I respect him highly for. Because, again, we're just a little podcast from Cape Town, South Africa. Mm. And he was like, yeah, let me take a chance on these guys. And, and I mean, he's been on twice already on mm. the platform. So, yeah, I think, yeah, or like, again, I think probably out of all the interviews I've done for Brizio is, is arguably my, my biggest yeah. and, and favorite. What a, what a gent. And I, I think that's also, that kind of also steers the conversation into, you know, the the football conversation and yeah. your passion for the sports. Ooh. I mean, you're so passionate about football. You made a podcast called you and you and, and Callum, Matt, Liam, you yeah. guys made a podcast called football and friends. Go tell your friends. Right. And consistently been putting out episodes, recording, chatting, you know, having fun with it. You guys have been in studio a few times and like, I'm a fan, you know, mm. of the podcast. It, like, and you guys, like, you guys know your shit, you know? Like, it's it's 50% banter and 50% yeah. like, real talk. <laughs> um, but, and then was, and now with the Total Sports thing. Shout out to Total Sports. Total Sports hey, yo, Football shout out to Corner. Give a quick yeah, which what's, what's, what's happening there? I don't I, I have don't to, I have to give. Oh, so so Total Sports, um, I host a show in there. Um, Soccer Corner on their social media. So oh, okay. I chat ball like how I do on the podcast. Yeah. They've been so cool, man. Because the thing is, I've worked, this is the second brand that I've worked for to do like, you know, social media f- football chats. First one was Goal. Goal also, really, mm. really cool guys. But, um, and I used to host a show on there called Fan View, which is really cool. I'll chat to fans all across Africa. And most of the time it was like Nigerian fans. Bro, they are so passionate. They are my favorite fans. They are my favorite African fans. Nigerian fans, oh my word. Bro, so wholesome and so passionate, bro. Diehards. They are diehards, bro. So though that, that was a cool experience, but that obviously didn't work. Um, and then from there, joined, obviously, Total Sport. And again, Total Sport had been so cool. Like, they also knew as well. Mm. So they're also trying to figure out the, f- the football and stuff. So it's been cool to, like, work hand-in-hand hand with a brand that's growing. Mm. And us, you know, at least them giving me a little bit of creative freedom. You know, I throw in my Harry Potter jokes okay. for Graham Potter, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and they love it. Um, so, yeah, like, there's been this creative freedom. and But again, football and friends is, is my heart, man. Yeah. It's, it's my soul. It, like... The funny thing is, the first time we came to record here, that was probably... First time you all were... 
the yeah. second, second time, time we were all together. It was literally the second mm, time we were all in person. Mm. So Callum, I didn't know him before the podcast. Liam, I kind of knew of him because uh, he went to a rival school. And that we pretty much grew up together. Mm-hmm. So we were always, we was always tied. So it was like the beauty of football kind of brought us all together. Was it, was um, it through t- Twitter? Or? Yeah. So, so I started Football and Friends and I was just, at the time, it all started off with me interviewing like fans. Mm. And then I brought Callum on um, for an interview, which was Real Madrid versus Liverpool during the COVID time. Okay. There was no fans. And the episode did well. And I was like, this kind of guy, is, he's pretty good. Mm. So then I brought him back for the second leg and then it did well again. So I'm like, oh, we got something here. Yeah. And then Real Madrid eliminated Liverpool and then it was Real Madrid Chelsea. And then I brought in my friend Matt, but then I kept Callum on just to see what would happen. And I was like, oh, it's still doing well. Something, something is here. That's so sick how it grew like organically. Bro, it was so organic. So, yeah. it was, so for the remainder of the season, it was myself, Callum and Matt just doing episodes. Um, and then it was a season break. And I was like, okay, cool. What am I going to do? Then originally Lloyd was meant to just come on as like a stand in presenter on the show. Um, and then we did one episode, the first episode of last season, we did all four of us and then the episode banged. And I was like, this is the cost. Mm, mm. This is the team. This is all we need. So it was like, you know, it was just little things, man. Just everyone just jumping on when they came. And like now, again, we've been consistent. Fabrizio being our biggest interview. Dean Furman, Sean Bartlett. Mm. Um, like there's just been some cool names that have jumped on just to chat ball. And I mean, there's been various, you know, football platforms that have started, you know, in South Africa and stuff. And I think for us, that consistency goes a long way, man. Consistency, yeah. Yeah. even if like... Like now, we're battling load shedding. Yo, load shedding's throwing hands at us. <laughs> oh, making it work, bro. You're online as well. It, yeah, that's, that's the thing. So Everyone it's like, in different load shedding zones. You see, it catches us all the time. So mm. it's like, now we have to be a little bit smarter um, on how we do our content, when we do our content. Like, I mean, during the, the December period, there was like last year, there was like load shedding. And we were recording episodes at 1 a.m. <laughs> waking up early before work recording an episode so we can make that one o'clock deadline. It's like, for me, seeing the passion from the boys, Mm -hmm. which has been my passion project, and seeing them come on and have the same energy for me was like, I I can't let them down. Like, I can't put my foot off the gas. I need to always constantly think, okay, how can we get better? And also bring my radio background into Mm -hmm. it to help all of them, you know, to better their craft Mm -hmm. in terms of how they speak, how they present, how they deliver, you know, certain things. And from there, we've had like multiple opportunities. So it's been cool. Yeah. Point A on that. You got to rope us somehow into that Total Sports deal. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yo, Total Sports, you watching? No, he's so, over there. Total Sports, um, we're going to do it big. <laughs> point B. Why did you not end up bringing Lescott here, bro? That was crazy. So, <laughs> now nah, the thing is, eh, like, I, I, I've been around my fair share of celebrities. Yeah. And the one thing. Especially for him, I can imagine the hours of being in South Africa, the amount of photos, amount of press, and all of that stuff. I saw a video of him standing next to the trophy, and literally everyone that came past, he had to take a photo with them. So I can't imagine how many fucking photos. I know how much energy that is. Like, it it wasn't a holiday for me, it was like proper work. So at the end of the event, the Man City event, 
we were there. Uh, we just did like a news crossing. And then we pulled up to him. And I was looking at this guy and I'm like, yo, this dude is exhausted. Sure. Okay, fair. And I'm like, I can't, like, there's, like, there's nothing I can say. To, you yeah. know, go home. That's what I was going to say. I was like, yo, bro, thanks for coming. Go home, bro. Pop on the plane. You know? Like, bro, like, I could see it in his face that, like, yo, this dude is tired. So I spoke to the security guard and then he was like, yeah, no, no, just go to him. I was like, I can't, bro. Because at the end of the day, this is a human being. Yes. Yeah. He's a big celebrity. Everyone loves him. I'm like, then you have to also put yourself in that position. Mm. And that's crazy. Like the amount of hours. Smile. But a lot of people are like, oh, but you're just smiling. You're just taking a photo. Oh, so that's your face energy, will be. You, you ex- you're constantly exchanging energy with mm. everyone who comes. Yeah. And that takes a lot out of you. Mm. So for us, we were just, because I spoke to the boys. I was like, yeah, we're not going to be able to get anything out of him. If we got him in the beginning of the tour, yeah, sure. Yeah. But now towards the back end, I'm oh, like. Nah, let's. We just said what's up to him, and he was like cool and mm. stuff, and then we just left it there. Like that was the whole thing. Like it was, mm-hmm. we just wanted to respect his time man, and his energy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Because some people don't don't give a shit. They'll just do anything for content. So respect. Bro, that, my yeah. colleagues, I see it with my colleagues, bro. Like it's, and I think that's that's where it came for me. Like I, I can see them and like how they interact with people, mm. and like especially like towards the end of the day, mm. and I'm like, yo. I can see you exhausted, but mm. you're trying your best, bro. Yeah. Trying to be human, mm. you know. These people are here. Without them, you are nothing, mm. you know. So you try your best to give that energy, but you just can't. Mm. And I see it in their faces. I'm like, you know what? If I had to be a fan and I saw someone, like, I'm just gonna take the owl. If I didn't get the photo or any yeah. of the conversation, mm. I'll take the owl, man. That person's health and how they feeling is way more important than me smiling for Instagram likes. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? I get you. So that was like my whole perspective. It was like, you know, it's, it's all good. I think that's also the thing that like, and even the fact that that was how you were going into that conversation, <laughs> had you had the conversation to like Brad's whatevering the same point. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. I thought you were laughing <laughs> at me because I made this point. But like for someone like that, the fact that you thought like that and whether, you know, he knows it or not, or even just going up to, those kinds of people and engaging with them as a human being yeah. as opposed to just like a prop in my photo with the, with the, with the trophy, yeah. you know, like they're there, you know, this is a lot of work and they want to be appreciated as a person for what they're doing. Not, you know, just, hi, Oh my God. Ooh, photo, bug off. Like yeah. ask them a question. Tell, it's you know, one of those things. It's like be with aware of the humanness. It's like with most celebrities, like especially, I mean, more on the soccer stars. When you when you were a kid and you had this dream of playing football, it was all about football. It was about being the best player, being the best person in that position and playing at the highest level. Yes, celebrity comes with that. Mm. But as a kid or as someone who's growing up in the systems, that's something that you're not really thinking about. Yeah. Yes, you start, get, like, when you hit your teenage years now in the academy, mm. you start gaining traction on mm. Instagram. Mm. You know, you're hitting, you know, a couple of likes and you're doing mm. crazy mm. numbers. Mm. But the goal was always to be the best footballer, best rugby mm. player that you can be. It was never to be a celebrity. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, it comes with it, and yeah. I understand it. But at the same time, you have to remember, like, some of these guys, like, people can be socially awkward, mm. yeah. you know? And sometimes, like, there could be also a language barrier. Yeah. And they're just not uncomfortable. Yes, you mm. see them on the screen and so many people shouting their names, which is which is great. But at the end of the day, they are human beings and yeah. their goal was to be yeah. a professional yeah. within the mm. sport. Mm. 
and celebrity just happened to come with it. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's just one of those things. Like it's like important. Like just when you see a celebrity out, yeah, you can ask for a photo. Chances are they'll take one. Yeah. But also just respect their space yeah. and their time. And if you can see, I mean, we all can read body language. If you can see the person's face that nah, today's uh, not the no, day. Don't yeah, be surprised. Yeah. Some people just can't. <laughs> it's actually insane. Look, sometimes you get you get excited. You <laughs> yeah, know, you're like, yeah, 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 what are yeah, the chances yeah. of me yeah. seeing you yeah, here? Yeah. Like this is unbelievable. Yeah. But all just read the room. Yeah. yeah. And, the room, and, and I think it's also, it's about how you do it as much as what you do. Like, if you're going up to someone and you're going, oh my God, you, Jolie on Lescott, let me have a photo with you. Like, that's like, but if it's, oh my God, it's a musician, you know. I've, John Bellion's my favorite musician on Shout planet Earth, right? Incredible musician. The best. And I know meeting him would overwhelm me so much. But I know that I'd go up to him and go, oh my God, thank you for what your music has done for me. Can I take a photo with you? Because this the means one. a lot to me. And look, and, and maybe, you know, and this is the other thing, like I know him as an artist because I thought like he's not super celebrity driven. He sometimes doesn't like, you know, he's not, not every celebrity is an extrovert, believe it or not. Yeah. Some of them are introverts and yeah. dealing with human beings is exhausting for them. And it's like, even, you know, the likelihood of someone indulging your request because they feel that you really honor and acknowledge their art or, mm. or their work and you're you're there and you're being a fan and you want the photo because you really appreciate what it is that they do and that they love you know because yeah musicians generally hopefully most of them don't aren't doing music to become celebrities yeah. they're doing music because it's the way that they express how their heart is feeling yeah that's what they want to be acknowledged for, not the brand that they have to have to build their career. Mm. They want to be acknowledged for what the, and it goes back to the football thing. You know, those guys want to be, if they want to be acknowledged for anything, they want to be acknowledged for being really good footballers. Exactly. Not, not you're a name, you know, you're mm. so-and-so. Yeah. That's not relevant. It's, I appreciate what you do. You see those controversies in football as well. It's like, you know, Pogba and his brother, that yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. That whole goat on the yeah. that's bearing a nah, yeah. that's crazy, man. Like, There's some that. wild shit people, going on. People taking advantage of you know your status and everything. But regardless of that, the day I get a child, Project Mbappe starts. Hey, come on, bro. It's yeah. standard, bro. Let's talk about Mbappe. It's standard. Did you hear about his new deal? The thing is, eh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in trouble. My relationship with Killian is so weird, bro. I love the guy to bits. Oh, I think yeah. he's arguably going to be one of the best players to play this game. He has everything going for him. He's such a solid talent. And I think... Madrid nearly signed him twice. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I On Twitter, I announced that he's coming to Madrid at least five times. And people <laughs> bookmarked all those tweets <laughs> and reminded me when he signed his new contract. Look, I think with him, it's like, it's one of those things where... We don't know the guy. So it's yeah. easy for me to go and say, oh, you're so stupid. You're such an idiot. You're chasing money. Like, I don't know what his situation is. Mm. I mean, fair. Like, I'm not blaming him in any shape or form for taking the money that he was offered. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't do <laughs> yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? But it's just my problem isn't with him specifically, but with, like, the direction football's going with, going going in gen like, in general. Because now PSG, apparently, I don't know if it's true, the new contracts like a third of their budget or some crazy number like it's, that. But Do the thing is, you're not you're not only signing the player, you're signing the brand, bro. Because yeah. yeah. you look at now the two goats, they are slowly okay. Well, the one goats, 
is moving mad. Yeah. This no, is yeah. seven from United. He is walking hey, man, off the pitch I, I early. I know what's going on there. Um, but those two guys are slowly but surely hitting, you know, getting out of the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, who's next now? So it's like, who's the next I mean, face? The air is done. I think the, the air is done now. If yeah. Back, it is, it, yeah. yeah. The it, 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 it they're out of their prime. Yeah. yeah. I think the best example is if you look at basketball. Basketball... Like football slowly but surely becoming like basketball with, you know, the faces of the leagues mm. and how much money is invested in those players. Mm. And that's what's happening with Killian is that you remove him, right? So you think about uh, Messi, you know, retiring soon. Mm. Neymar, if, if Brazil win the World Cup, Neymar's mm. going back to Brazil and he's never coming back to Europe. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he'll be like a superstar. He's yeah. never come. He's in the leapiest if he wins the World Cup. And then you get Mbappe if he leaves Spain. Where does that leave the league? in France. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of questions. So now you need to keep the face of football. Yeah. You'll throw, like, I mean, look, City, we don't, hey man, we don't know what, what Haaland's contract is. But you know it's <laughs> No one's crazy. asking any No questions. one's asking. <laughs> no one knows how much that guy gets paid a week. We know what Ronaldo gets paid a week. Yeah. We don't know what, what Haaland and Mbappe get paid a week. Because <laughs> those are the new faces of football. I can't even imagine Haaland's incentives for goals. Sure. It's, oh, a new, it's a new faces beautiful. of football. <laughs> and is he raking it. it in based on yeah. those goal-based incentives? So, no. it's one of, so it's one of those. Like, So they're investing heavily into the brand. Because okay. then with Mbappe, you keep Nike. Mm. Nike football. Because they'll be hand in hand and they do cool things. Mm. Then you still will keep Jordan. Because now the biggest footballer and the biggest face of football is part of the Jordan brand. So you have all of these brands that you keep because you've invested heavily in Mbappe. So they make their money back. As much mm. as you look at the numbers, you go, it's ridiculous. So that's why it goes into basketball. It's exactly the same. Basketball's always looking for a new face of the league. So mm. that's why with their draft system, it's like, oh, we're in number one. Mm. How much money are we going to invest in that person? Mm. And they're like millionaires, gazillionaires by the time yeah. they mm. reach the second year. So yeah. it's, it's a similar shift that's happening in football. And yeah, it, it, it is because obviously money is just ruining the sport. And I wish that money could be invested in academies mm -hmm. and invested in mm -hmm. academies around the world. Yeah. You yeah. know, like if you are a big club, you should at least have some satellite academy in, mm. you know, in Africa, in yeah. Australia, in South America, that's developing players and developing the football there. Because mm. yeah. that would be great. We won't complain. No. about the money mm -hmm. like it's one of those things like when when people talk politics or whatever most people are fine with politicians stealing but make sure that you're still delivering the service like if you, you like if there's a whole cake right and you just take a piece of that cake but you give the rest of the cake to everyone else we'll be fine mm. you gotta eat okay I mean, cool. it's, it's not right but like <laughs> Don't take the cake, don't yeah. take the baker, don't take the knife, don't take the ingredients, don't take the shop. In South Africa, it's like, get the cake. I was about to make such a good analogy. Was make I, your uh, analogy yeah, about cake. cake. Uh, just in South Africa, I feel like it's it's not that necessarily that they take the bakery and the baker, it's just that they take their slice of the cake and leave the rest of it. Yeah, to pretty just much. go off. And then no one, and that's the problem. You're, I think you're right. I think people would, I don't think maybe necessarily understand, but but much less likely to notice if mm. ministers weren't all living very lavish lives while their department was going to absolute shit. So it is, you man. Know? Just if you're gonna if you're gonna steal, cool. Look, it's bad. Yeah, we all know stealing is bad. But people will steal. But at the same time. 
Don't take everything, bro. Come on, we all down bad. Yeah. Don't take everything. Just yeah. give us something. Yeah. I mean, personally, That's how I feel. like talking about you know getting academies, you know these <laughs> these massive conglomerate football club ownership structures, like getting academies in into Africa. I mean, Bloemfontein is sitting right there. Nobody's using it. <laughs> Academy in Bloom. Yo, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Look, I mean, the rugby there is good. You could yeah. have some 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 good football there. You yeah. never know, bro. You can uncover gems in the weirdest of yeah. places, bro. There's some there's some talents, bro. There's some but kids somewhere. There's some tiny Argentinian kid running around. You never know. Yeah, no one Find saw some that. tiny no Argentinian that, kid from the favelas, and they're the biggest footballer in the world. That one messy story. That messy story. I think. Netflix. But that's the point. When you when you release, I think that's gonna change a lot of people's perspective because that mm. dude's story is insane. Like beautiful. Yeah. Like it's one of those. Like it's when you you need American Netflix to sensationalize it. <laughs> it's one of those stories <laughs> where you're like, cool, yeah, that's cool. Let's get the Americans in like here. Like that drive to survive. Like that. Yeah, yeah, you need that American. Bro. Americans will change the whole vibe, man. <laughs> Off a topic, but I am so excited. The same the same guys who are doing Drive to Survive are doing one about golf. But golf, golf, and hey, they're gonna cook. I am so a lot excited. of things happen in golf, and it's and it's 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 more it's it's an it's like Formula One's a, it's it's a team sport, you know, yeah. massive teams like golf inherently individual sport. It's you and your caddy, right? There's so many personalities, and golfers drink. So they all get they all play. Yeah. They play their four days, and they get pissed afterwards, and punches get thrown. I am so I'm keen yeah. to watch that series. <laughs> I've got this video idea. Listen. If you're watching this Kaya cast, don't steal my idea. We'll remember this. So, always wanted to do, do this thing where we highlight all the biggest derbies in the world. So, like a like a whole series called Derby Day. So, literally travel to you know South America, watch that Santos and oh, yeah. is it River Plate? Hmm. River Plate, Boca Juniors, like yeah. those big derbies, like different sports. It'd be insane. Yeah. I would watch that. I would, yeah, and 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 Midget's you'll have fun finding the obscure ones as Midget's well. It's your yeah. idea. It's your idea. I'll leave it in your court. Like, find funding for this thing. We'll, I have to we'll get security, be, man. We'll be the. We will for this, you have group. like security because it's like yeah. one of those. Like, I've I've seen those. Like, Fenerbahce. <laughs> fuck. Those Turkish. Hit, the Turkish dude. leagues get insane, bro. Turkish basketball. <laughs> very <laughs> random. <laughs> Turkish basketball insane mm. there's a flare in the center bro that's <laughs> like wild you just see like everyone's top also everyone's topless i'm like okay, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> everyone's topless bro they're busy like the opposition team is trying to hit a free throw and you just see flares and they just make a noise it's just going crazy i'm like that's what we need to see because there's beautiful stories mm. in there there's also the sad ones yeah. like there's a lot of loss like life lost because of these derbies mm. Mm. so it's like when you start highlighting mm. you know all these things and telling these stories from different perspectives mm. of, you know, us as passionate fans who go, that's amazing. But there's someone in that town that dreads it mm. every single year. When they look at that fixture, mm. they go, damn, people are going to die. Like, let's move out mm. like no. for the weekend. Like Shit. it would be amazing to see those perspectives and to yeah. tell those stories of like mm. the different derbies and different sports around the world. Yo, listen, this idea right here. Total damn, sports. Man. Total sports. sports, you want to find where we get involved? Get world, everyone, world and then dirt. we just travel the world and we form all these yeah, derbies. We're a package deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, take us all, man. Yeah. We're sick. I mean, I think that was that was a very cool point, and and I think it's the point of what I want to, what I want us to be able to do as well is, yeah, you know, there's 
these incredible things that happen around the world. And I think what we need to be doing more is telling those stories here and, and, yeah. and talking about the incredible things that happen in this country that people don't know about enough. And it, it's the duality of it. It's, you know, those derbies have incredible cultural relevance. You know, they have so much benefit to the city for tourism, X, Y, Z, so many great things. But like you said, those derbies, people die. Mm. And so th there's another side of the coin, which is equally as valid and equally as important and equally as important to talk about that is negative. And I think we need to be having the conversations about both to find solutions and push the best things forward and 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 reduce those negative consequences. Yeah. What do you think we need to be doing more of in South Africa from a kind of media perspective to push our creative industries forward? What do you think we need to be celebrating more? And what do you think we need to be dealing with as as the the things that get swept under the rug? I think for me, my story is all about chances. And I always use my personal story to kind of drive that conversation in terms of what media needs to do. If one person never took a risk on me mm. in terms of being in this media space and giving me a chance, there'll be certain stories that I miss out on mm. that, and certain people that I have helped. You know what I mean? Because it's all a domino effect. And I think with industry, I think it's in key to invest in those interns, invest in those new guys coming in because they got the ear to the ground. Like there's, there's been places where or like, like media companies who I've walked in and most of the high execs don't even know what TikTok is. But I can tell you there's an intern that's in there that's got 100K followers. And going, you motherfuckers will not listen to me. You know me. what I mean? <laughs> like doing crazy things. So it's like, it's about taking a chance on young people. And that's, and I get it. Like a lot of big corporates and big people are scared to do so. I completely understand why. Because they're not proven. They're raw. Because we're crazy sometimes. They, we are 100% we are crazy. You don't know what to expect. But chances are those raw, uncut gems yeah. will come out and be beautiful yeah. and do amazing things. And that dom domino effect starts happening. They they start blowing up. They start looking for the next person and investing. In that. That's what we need to invest mm. in as, as a media. Mm. We need to invest in the young people. We need to invest in interns. Like some intern salaries are so lousy for what they do. Interns are juggling so many jobs. And you're like, but why? Like... If you really deep this, this intern is doing this and that and that. I'm like, yo, that's so many jobs. And you're getting paid that, mm. that kind of salary. Like, it's important to invest, man, and to find. That's how you tell those stories. Mm. That's how you get your, 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 your media company, your ideas fresh, and you, your mm. company mm. being to the ground. Mm. Because you're investing in the youth. You're investing in tomorrow. Mm. And I know that sounds so cliche and it sounds like something Oprah would say. But it's proven. I look at my own mm. story. Mm. Like if if like no one like I have this guy R.I.P. man Ian Ward I'll never forget him he's the one guy without him I wouldn't be here today mm. I wouldn't be on radio I wouldn't be podcasting he heard my voice and saw me and said let's do something let's get you in and without him like I wouldn't be be you know achieving everything that I'm achieving mm. and and pushing the envelope mm. and trying mm. to get guys on and you know. Investing in them because seeing him work and fight for me put me in a position to be like, yo, whoever I bring onto my projects or whatever, I'm gonna fight for, mm. and I'm gonna be responsible for them. Mm. I'm gonna invest in them. Mm. I'm gonna teach them. I'm gonna make sure they walk away with at least something. From my personal perspective, look, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning. I'm going to make mistakes within industry. It's gonna be decisions that I'm gonna make. 
that's not going to make sense. And maybe I might lose some money. Maybe mm. I might gain some money. Maybe mm. I might lose friends or lose industry contacts because of certain decisions. Mm. But I want the next person, the person I'm investing in, to learn from that. Mm. And then for them to pass on the same skills mm. that they have learned to someone else. And even them being there, I learned something from them. Because mm. they also come in with their own stories and their own set of skills. So that's what, what needs to happen, especially in media. Like, we need to go back and look at the, speak to the intern. Mm. What, what do you think about this place? Mm. What do you, what do you see? What could we do? Imagine a, 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 like a conversation between the CEO and the intern. Mm. like with there's such a huge there's so mm. many layers in there and people keep missing each other whereas if that conversation could happen you'd be surprised what the ceo could learn yeah. and what the intern could learn mm. yeah. you know you my big boss bro and you coming here to just to chat to little old me mm. yeah and you want to get my input all of a sudden i feel more important now all of a sudden i feel more confident yeah all of a sudden i'm investing more in my work 100 mm. percent. and uh, yeah i mean that's been a common thread that we've been talking about lately and i think it's i think it's so important and thank you for being someone in one of those positions of influence now who can do that and is doing that and i think the thing that makes me most excited about being in the cape town and in the and in the south african creative industry at the moment is that i know more and more people and it's young it's younger people coming into the industry who are still at the you know at the beginning of their careers yeah. really but who are coming in and going Hey man, I might not, I might not know anything, and I yeah. think that's the other thing. We're we're a generally less egotistical, a generally less whatever generation than the ones before us. It's like, hey, I might not know anything, but I I remember I'm still close enough to the beginning of my career that I remember what it took to get me here, yeah, and and I understand the value of of trying to pull up the little guy, and I think it's as you said, like the little guy is. The, uh, the the younger, the youngest people coming into the media field are the people who are the consumer. They're the closest to the ground. Exactly. They're the most, you know, upper trend-wise. And also, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we do whenever we bring on interns is I'm like, cool, look at our social stuff. What do you not understand about what we do? And how do we communicate that better? Yeah. Because who better is a target market to answer those questions? Yeah. Because I think we're communicating everything. Yeah. But I can't, no, I, no, we're not, but, <laughs> you know, I can't evaluate that mm. effectively. Whereas someone who's coming in who's interested but doesn't, you know, for them to, and then exactly that is that in that conversation, I then get to have a conversation with an intern that clarifies points about what we do and how we do it and why we do yeah. things the way that we do. So they've got a much better understanding and then they can apply their new, like, those new thoughts that come in are so valuable. Yeah. And I think we're a generation of people who are now going into those positions that can influence who value that. But and, it's like, and that's so important. I think like the counter arguments, which I think someone would bring with me saying all of this is who has the buying power. Mm. So it's like now as media, we look at, okay, cool. Who is the youth interns don't mm. have the buying power. Mm. True. We know it's, it, you know, a much older generation. Mm. Okay, cool. That's fair. Mm. But if you want to keep loyal customers, where do you go? Loyalty will be in the ones that you invested in. Mm. Yeah. When they didn't have anything. Mm. And and so now when they do mm. and where and it's like immediate buying power versus future buying power and 100%. the value of an audience. Like yeah. yes, yes, the buying power isn't directly in the hands of the youth, but A buying power is getting younger and younger all the time. Be often like teenagers are who drive 
culture and exactly. and, and 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 the consumption of culture they're not spending money yeah. but they still have a huge influence on buying power because their parents are still spending money yeah. and you know so it's and and that I think is often the problem is you have execs making decisions going oh well the young people aren't spending the money mm. it's like no they might not be but they're hugely influential over what money gets spent and why and it, they do control what money gets spent yeah. and where it's just not direct it's yeah. it, it 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 takes time and it's over months or years but the youth influence exactly where money and gets that spent and that's it's just that's, not direct that's my issue because some people don't view that as mattering you know mm -hmm. them convincing their parents to if someone if someone spends their entire pocket money mm. on something that you created mm. surely that should speak volumes because yeah. oh, you're yeah. telling me that person for the whole month yeah is gonna go without money yeah because they wanted to invest in or buy this yeah. specific thing yeah that that should make you at least look twice yeah and say oh okay why We've got something here. Yeah. Seems like. And the people spending money now aren't shaping audiences and cultures in the future. Whereas yeah. your teenagers and your youth who might not be directly spending the money, but if you can connect to them and, you know, and this is a very broad, but if you can connect to them and, and get them on side, that long term gives you years and years of them getting increasingly growing buying power yeah, yeah. over decades. You know, if yeah. you can connect to someone now, they reach their maximum buying power in like 20 to 30 years. Yeah. But if you can have them spending a little bit more and more money all the time for those 20 to 30 years and telling all their friends about it and using the cultural influence of it, yeah. that's way more valuable long-term. you long always term. stay relevant. Yeah. Exactly. You always stay relevant. Yeah. People, I think it's about time we've spoken... For quite a long yeah, time. Yeah, we chopped it up on this. Yeah. This is crazy. This but cool. guys, I think the the last the last few points were really important to be to be made. Mm. Yeah. Firstly, I want to say shout out to Mitch. Thank, thank you. you. No, look, thank you so on much. On a serious note, man, what you guys are doing here is is incredible. Like the energy from the first time I walked into here mm. has been incredible. Like from the first day we recorded something here, mm. I was like, this is a place where I want to be. So all of you guys, your entire team, man, like kudos and like I just wish strength to strength, man. Next we're gonna be a warehouse. <laughs> oh, you know, Mitch. Kyle Warehouse. Well, boy, do I have an update for boy, you. Let's go. Go. It's, it's 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 not on the pod. It's not gonna go on the pod. I'm just saying, man, like again, like the energy from your team, you know, yeah. as sometimes I see you guys on social media and what you do, and when I'm in here, you know, everyone's friendly, everyone's nice, everyone's willing to help. And you get the sense of energy that everyone's got a goal and they know what they, they can see where this place is going. It's one of those things where you don't have to say anything, mm. but everyone can see where the place is going. And we're all working towards that. And that's what I get from you guys. So, man, kudos, man. Shout out. Thank Respect you so much. To you guys, man. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for purely for engagement reasons, if you stuck it out to the end, uh, listeners over at home and viewers, Comment friends. Comment friends. friends. Tell your friends. friends. In the, Tell in the your comments friends, and, man. And, and, and yeah, guys, uh, this has been the Kayakast. Wait, 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 wait. Make sure, yeah, uh, make sure you check out Mitch on Instagram. Oh, yeah. We'll put his handle. Make sure you check out Football and Friends on Instagram. We'll put handle. We'll put Total Sports. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll cue you. Don't worry. I got you. Uh, make sure you like, comment, friends below. Uh, share this episode subscribe on whatever you're listening comment to friends. comment friends thank you so much for coming Mitch Thanks, and man. on that Thanks, note guys.
fuck. Uh, I see the screen. And football and friends. Oh, it's our intro! We've had this intro for a year. Tell me which four bros go harder than me. Tell me! Tell me which four bros! <laughs>